Get him. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode is brought to you by Mossy Oak. Because everything is better in Bottomland. Kent Cartridge. Quality matters. Performance counts. Shen Gear. Waterfowl gear that is built better. And Benelli USA. Dominate the skies. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. What's up, buddy? Man. <laughs> had, a good, a little, had a good a Easter weekend. <laughs> good. I'm glad you had a good Easter weekend. Did you have a good Easter weekend? I did have a good Easter weekend. Good. I got home late. Uh, well, early. I got uh, come home from South Carolina last week, and uh, Keto and I drove home Friday afternoon. Got to his house about 1030, late enough that I didn't really feel like driving mm-hmm. it on to Somerville, and Got up about four and rolled out and rolled into my house about eight o'clock. Kind of bummed around on Saturday and had a nice weekend with the family. Good. So so did we. About the same. Except we went and shot a turkey Saturday morning. But you know, there you I, go. I woke up. <laughs> first bird. <laughs> yeah, it was his first bird. Heck um, yeah. He'd been. Well, I've been trying to get him the turkey for three years because I carried his bro- him and his brother two years ago, and his brother shot his first one. And or yeah, and we've been trying about every year since to kill him. He's a he's a pro, I almost said professional bass fisherman. He wants to be. He fishes the Bassmaster High School series. Oh, cool! Um, last tournament he fished, they won on Chickamauga. I'll be doing fifty boat tournament. They won. And wow! So his springs are a little tied up. Yeah, you know. So yeah, but he I asked his dad last, not this past weekend, but the weekend before if he had this one open. He said, "Yep." I said. Don't don't make any plans yeah. for them because we're going hunting Saturday yeah. morning. Huh? We're in the that's woods a, for about an hour. <laughs> geez. Well, that's a that's a life decision. Yeah. Road forks right there. Mm-hmm. When you you know, I heard somebody say actually one of uh, Jason Hart said the other day we were we were together in South Carolina and he said, man, he said I've been you know at the Bassmaster Classic and the blah blah blah. And, He's doing all these community things, you know, mm-hmm. for his job at Mossy Oak. And he was like, this guy was like, I love turkey hunt, but boy, it sure is hard to go turkey hunt when the fish are biting. He said, I looked at him, old boy, and I said, you and me, we are not the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because people like us are like, it's hard to go fishing when the turkeys are coming. <laughs> it ain't hard. It's impossible. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, great. I'm, cool. I like Oh, they're on bed? Catching. Cool. <laughs> Well, tell me how you do. I'm uh, gonna be over here. Yeah. So this is a young man that you knew from you from know. church. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His da- his dad and my dad went to college together. Very. Cool. And um, so I grew up, and John's turned into one of my good friends too. And he's got three boys, and two of them have been carried to the turkey woods. And collectively, collectively, two turkeys have been shot in an hour and a half. Oh man. Yeah. The That's first pretty, pretty B- solid. Bennett shot his. At five fifty four, three years ago when he, when when I took him, he shot his mm. for twenty two minutes. That's awesome. And then Corbin shot his in less than an hour. What did he think? Was he, was I, he bit <laughs> by the bug? Like, where well, is he back out there chunking crankbaits? So I, mean, I looked at him. I said, "Does it make you want to quit bass fishing?" He goes, 
Mm-mm. I was like, dang it. <laughs> well, it's like, ah, I gave it a shot. You know, hunter, hunter recruitment's not everything. <laughs> but it was good. cool. He was, it was, it's his last youth season. He just turned 16. So it was his last one. Okay. So we was able to get lucky with him. Did so. y'all, uh, did y'all hunt a private farm that you had or public access? Or no, you... we went and hunted somewhere public. Um, oh, cool. Just because all, literally all of my private land has vanished in Middle Tennessee. Oh. I don't have any more connections. My last lease sold last spring was the last time I got to hunt. And make a neighborhood sold. out of it? No, a doctor from uh, Dallas, Texas came in and bought it. Mm. He hunt. bought it. He bought the he bought the seventy seven acres we leased and the eight acres next to it with a little house on it for one point eight million dollars. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Gracious! <laughs> it's Jeez. not. The, it was like an eighteen hundred square foot house, eighty five acres, one point eight million dollars. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Well, unbelievable. You want to kind of break the hunt down? Give us the story. I'd still a little beyond the hunt. To. I'd love to do a beyond the hunt on Corbin. Um, so. This place, I'm not going to disclose any information on it because it's like the last frontier of honey holes that we have on public, but um, it's boat access only. You can't walk to it. You can't drive a truck to a foot traffic point. You have to get to it by boat. And so we got there. We got to the ramp probably about 5.30-ish, 5.15, a little early. Still got beat. Um, there was a guy up there that was taking his kids hunting too and went up there and talked to him and I was like, you know, hey, where y'all plan on going? I want to stay out of y'all's way, whatever. He said, oh, we're going to come out of here and make a left and go up here and there, there's a cut back there. I don't know if you're familiar with it and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. Then we'll just go to the right, knowing full well that going to the right was my first round draft pick anyway. But <laughs> I was like, you know what? Yeah, y- y'all got well here played. first. You can go where you want to go. <laughs> And, so you're uh, telling me there's a bird over there. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a plan B. Yep, yep. We've got plan B. Um, and so they put in and go. We put in and go. And we're in no hurry. So we just kind of idled back there and just looking on this. Because sometimes they'll roost on the creek. Mm-hmm. I've seen them roost over the water before sure. in there. And so we're just kind of – I didn't want to go blowing through there and spook them or yep. pass one up or whatever. So we just idled back probably a mile or so. Maybe not quite that far. Um and get to where I wanted to listen, and no sooner do I cut the motor off, I hear a gobble back off behind us. I'm like, did you hear that? And he said, uh-uh. About that time he gobbled again. I was like, do you hear him that time? He said, no. I said, well, look that way and listen. And he gobbled again. He goes, okay, I heard that one. I was like, all right, well, that one's pretty good ways on private land, so we'll see if there's anything else we can do. And I go to stand up, and I heard three birds gobble straight back where – there's no telling how many turkeys me, my dad, and my brother have killed back there. Same block of woods. They're always there. Mm. And I'm like, like yep. I know exactly where they are. Yep. Going to go kill those. <laughs> so we park the boat, get out, and we start walking. And I just wanted to let them gobble again to see where they're at. And they, from where we parked the boat, they were maybe 250 yards. Mm. But I knew that there was a big field on the other side of them. And so I kind of wanted to push it a little bit mm-hmm. and get in tight with them. And so I looked at Corbin. I was like, you're going to have to sneak like you've never snuck before, dude. Luckily, it had rained. It rained all Friday, so the leaves were wet. Yeah. And it was a, it, in between us and them was a was cedar tree. So mm-hmm. we got to slip in there pretty quiet. And It was pretty dark Saturday morning, too, that, with all the clouds. That cloud and- cover helped us out big time. But we get in there, get set, 
two deer start blowing at us. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, And we're at the tree that I wanted to sit down at. I'm like, like this is done for. Deer blows again. They gobble at the deer. I was like, all right, we're good. Never mind. They don't yeah. care. Um, and so we sit down probably 80, 75, 80 yards from them. And nice, they're down tight. in this it, it, real tight. A lot tighter than I like getting. But And they were down in this little bowl down in the creek bottom. And I could... That I could tell they didn't have any hens, but at least best I could figure. I couldn't hear any, and they were gobbling in every direction like they were turning on a clock, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of like announcing their presence mm-hmm. to the world. So I'm like, I think I can kind of be a little rambunctious with them and maybe lean into them a little bit. And so kind of let them know that I was there, didn't get too crazy with them on the limb, and I could tell they flew down, and then I kind of started to lay into them like that video I sent you. Mm-hmm. They gobbled eight, ten times in 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. And right after that, that I sent you, I mean, I mean, they were unbelievably vocal. We heard six different birds and probably 100, 100 different gobbles before 6.30. Um, and I'm like, okay, I think they're going to come up this bowl and they're probably going to come more to the left because it's more open over there. So kind of get to where you can go and, and face left and, and you know, make a shot on him and he goes there's a skunk i was like there's a what there's a skunk right here tip of that fan (laughs) i'm like how how close is right here and he just takes his fingers off his gun point and it's like 15 feet from us and i'm like "Uh uh-oh i was like well he doesn't know we're here he's like i don't want to get sprayed i'm like you're not going to get sprayed just relax and he he's as big as i am right and and he's a 16 year old six foot tall yeah you know and he starts leaning like pushing against me, like I don't want to get sprayed. I'm like, like Corbin, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe won't stink as bad if it gets on half you and half. And him. I was like, Corbin, <laughs> if you booger these turkeys because of that damn skunk, you're walking home. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get sprayed, and so I just pick up a stick and throw it at it, which wasn't a great decision <laughs> because that sounds like the worst thing you can do. <laughs> well, I really didn't want to scare these turkeys, and so I threw the stick at it, and that skunk kind of hunched his back and looked at us. So I was like, uh oh, <laughs> I was like, that was not. That was not a good idea. And he's legitimately freaking out at this point. And so I just kind of lean over and start waving my hat, which also wasn't that great of an idea, but it worked. And so Skunk turned around and starts running off. And I was like, and so I called again and they gobbled at us. And I went silent. And they gobbled a couple more times on their own, but where they were down in this little bowl, it sounded like it was, it mm-hmm. like every time they gobbled, it sounded like they were coming from a different direction. Mm-hmm. And so they gobbled a couple more times on their own, and the best we could tell, they are kind of inching their way to the left. And then out of nowhere, they gobbled, and it was like, I'm right here, gobble. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, they're definitely straight left. I was like, you got to shift a little bit to get to where you can shoot straight left. Right-handed shooter. Yeah. So he's so, perfect. Yeah. But he's facing straight towards the bowl, but he's got his gun facing all the way to the left because that's where it sounded. I mean, right, it sounded right. like he was 50 yards from us when he gobbled. And I'm like, okay. And I pull my phone back out, go ahead and press record so I don't forget. And out of the corner of my eye, I just see three heads, boop, 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 straight in front of him. Mm. And his gun's facing to the left. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is this is going to make for a little bit of a difficulty for someone that's never shot a turkey before. Luckily, Mother Nature had our backs because there was a blowdown in between us and them. And so I'm sitting there watching him. I'm like, please walk to the left. Please walk to the left. Nope. 
they take a right turn and start, or I guess their left, and they start going to our right, and they get behind a great big oak tree, all three of them. And he turned real quick and got back to the right, and I just told him to pick one out. Like, when they get clear, pick one out. And they get in front of us probably 20 yards, and I'm like, okay, shoot. Can you shoot him? And he's not talking to me, not saying a word. His head's on the gun. The safety is off. And his he's head is worried on the about gun. that skunk. And, I, <laughs> and I'm like, can you see him? Corbin, shoot him. Corbin, whoom. And I was like, okay, thank God. I thought you didn't see him. He goes, no, I was picking out the biggest one. I was like, okay, that's fine. And so we get up there and start hooping and hollering. And he was like, and that's I asked awesome. him, I said, I said, does this make you want a quick bass fish? And he goes, nope. And I was like, all right. <laughs> And, That's of course, great. we get back to the boat and start going back to the truck. He's like, man, we should have brought our fishing poles. Yeah. Start I'm like, man, just focus on the turkey you just shot. Quit thinking about bass fishing. Oh, that's great. But he was tickled, man. That's it was awesome. so cool to take people on their first turkey. Yeah. A lot of people killed their first turkeys There this were a weekend. lot of youth turkeys killed this weekend, a bunch. I even know a couple guys around here whose kids killed one Saturday and killed one Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, pretty exciting. And we had several come through the shop, got some new Polaroids and – um yeah man it, it it was it was a good weekend saturday morning was crummy weather around here but mm-hmm. boy by saturday afternoon it was gorgeous was it and uh it was kind of gray but like you could feel the air the air just kind of yeah lightened up a little bit you could tell it was going to be a little higher pressure on sunday and um we had so i was in south carolina at the low country turkey invitational this last week and um boozer and i got really close on thursday i mean we were we were inside 80 yards of six different birds that were that were that we had roosted the night before and kind of in the spot that they're always in Mm -hmm. i mean they flew down and did the only thing they could possibly do to not walk down our gun barrel (laughs) i heard them fly down i could hear them drumming on the limb I heard them walking Mm -hmm. through the leaves. I did everything but see. Had I been able to visually see them, they'd be dead. Right. I mean, it was like they were that close. Is it just too thick or? Man, it's kind of a, like, you know, in those pines, you've got, you'll have like a block of pines and then you'll have a road or a fire break. And then you'll have a little, um, like a little slough or a little ditch and a, and a, and a um, little finger of hardwoods or yeah. something, and then another, you know, be a cutover. And then it, right. so it's lots of transitions. Mm-hmm. And we were at a spot where we were on the edge of these pines next to a slough, they're roosted over this swamp. And on either side of this little narrow slough, I mean, and it's dry, it's just kind of a low spot. But on both sides of it, there's, there's like a road. And on the side we're on, which they always come to, there's mature pines. They're beautiful. They've been, they get burned every spring. On the side they went to was a dang, like, eight-year-old pines that <laughs> maybe hens would nest in, crummy-looking stuff. Well, they flew down and just immediately went to those pines and were like, that's not what y'all are supposed to do. Are y'all new turkeys? Because we killed turkeys there together, Boozer and I have, for Must be several years. And we're like, who, who, yeah, who transplanted these new birds here? These are like Rios or something. <laughs> Uh, Osceola's making their way to South I mean, Carolina going on and while stuff. all that was going on we had a bird behind us that was just I mean burning it down and he got in on the action started coming and I mean he closed two or three hundred yards in just a couple minutes and I thought any minute he's gonna die mm-hmm. mid him coming boozer spins 
So I'm facing the front. Boozer spins to the back. I mean, this bird gets to probably 50 or 60 yards. We can hear him walking, hear him drumming, and never could put eyes on him. And it was like we, we got back, and after a few beers, we just decided these were invisible turkeys that somebody had <laughs> dropped there because, I mean. Oh, hocus pocus yeah, turkeys. Yeah, hunting, <laughs> hunting property that we know incredibly well. They were in this spot up next to a road where – is like a kind of a corner. They have to walk out past us. I mean, this is a death trap, right. you know, and it's not like we're terrible callers either. <laughs> I mean, like we had everything in our favor and never saw a turkey. That's wild. The next morning took trip to a different property uh, for the youth day of the invitational. And we were, we were in turkeys. I mean, parked, got out and there happened to be two gobblers and four hens roosted like one tree from where we parked the truck. We parked the truck in the driveway of the house. And for whatever reason, the flock of turkeys we were hunting had roosted in the yard. What? Like got out, closed the door, walked, pitch black dark. We're like, huh, wonder if they're going to gobble and stop. Just kind of listen. We were basically listening from the truck. Yeah. And I heard looked up and as a hen and she flew up and over the top of the pines <laughs> old pines and i'm like see ya like she went to north carolina and then i hear another one and she goes to virginia and then and then i hear a he flies down i'm like well that's a gobbler and yeah then, he flies down I'm like well there's two gobblers <laughs> i mean but then you know we reset and got on Got on a group of birds, ended up being three jakes and a couple hens and mm-hmm. triples. You know, one of the first times that I've heard him say, I, I think I'm going to pass on the jake. I was like, okay, all right, yeah, that's that's good with that's me. Respect. Yeah. Um, and we heard a couple other courtesy gobbles, but no luck in South Carolina for us. Um, so when we came home, yeah, I had told Trip since the youth weekend, you know, it was two days, I'd told Trip that we would listen saturday evening close to the house and i've got a place that i don't always it's not a lease i tried to lease it the guy was like no but you know if you ever want to hunt just call me and Mm -hmm. we've got a good relationship and he's an older guy he doesn't turkey hunt but he's kind of odd about he doesn't want people on his farm and i totally understand that but it's a place i can scout pretty easily from the truck and see (laughs) so occasionally you know when there's one that's just begging to be shot I'll, i'll call in a favor and Saturday evening, I drove down through there and took trip and was looking, and sure enough, there was a gobbler down in, you know, kind of his biggest field in the bottom, just burning it up by himself, just, I bet he gobbled 50 or 60 times in five minutes that we were sitting there. I mean, it was just wild. And uh, it was obvious he's by himself, one, because he's standing in the open, but two, I mean, he's standing there gobbling like, this dude is he's in longing, the mood to get killed longing yeah. for a hen yeah <laughs> and uh that was about shoot 6 30 6 40 and so i knew y'all should have rolled off in here and killed him <laughs> well it was pretty close to dark on saturday night i mean that wasn't too yeah i guess it would have been wasn't too far short yeah i mean and the where he was it would have been hard for us to get in position and mess with him it'd oh, been okay. a lot easier to get him in the morning and so i i normally don't hunt on easter sunday but came home and was like, well, dearie, uh, <laughs> we roosted one. And old mom was feeling kind of sorry for her little boy. He didn't get one in South Carolina. And so we got the hall pass to go Easter morning. Mm-hmm. We got in there in the dark and it took a minute, but the bird we had been listening to ended up roosting on the next farm. He was probably a thousand yards. I could just barely hear him gobbling, but he was gobbling right yep. out the rip. 
Well, he gobbled enough to get another bird on the other side of us fired up. So we ended up being about, man, I don't know, four or 500 yards out of position. He was across this big field, but, um, man, I yelped to him a couple times and he finally flew down. And when he hit the ground, he ran to us for ran four or 500 yards. I mean, ran like ran. You would have thought I had a fan held up the way this turkey <laughs> ran. I mean, dinosaur run. He stopped about six times to gobble, did not strut, but he would run and he'd stop. Ow. Ow. Well, he was coming kind of from trips right and behind us, really. We were set up for this bird to come from the left, and I'd cut some cedar branches and had us a nice little blind cow there on the left. And I said, son, you're going to have to turn your right shoulder and put it into the tree because when he comes around this little point of trees, you're going to have to shoot him. We're not mm-hmm. hid from that side, you know, and uh, he's not going to be able to really see. We had a hen decoy. He's not going to really be able to see the decoy from afar off. And so when he comes around that corner, he's going to see the decoy and he's going to see us at the same time. Right. And you have to drop the hammer. Okay. Okay, Dad. Okay. He gets turned and he's got his. He's in this deal now. He doesn't want to shoot and stick. Doesn't want anything. So his gun's on his knee and he's shooting a compact M2. But I mean, he weighs about. 62 pounds mm-hmm. soaking wet i mean it's still a big gun you know right. for his frame and um he gets down on the gun and i mean i see him coming and i mean he's gobbling and he gets to about 40 yards there's a big cedar tree between us and him and he stops and, he, and i said you hear him drumming yeah yeah yes sir got him got him you know like all right stay ready he stands there and drums for probably five minutes and then he finally breaks and when he breaks and starts coming I said, do not move, do not move. And he didn't move, but gun bobbed. I mean, <laughs> that bird didn't take two steps out past the last tree he needed to. And he looked, he went, I mean, and zeroed right in. <laughs> he said, whoop, tuck that wing. And, pop, pop. and uh, it's so crazy how it was expert survivalist. Oh, gosh. I mean, he was one of those you could tell had not been yelped at. I yeah. mean, come running from 500 yards away, no yeah. decoy involved. No, I was like, geez. That and the video that day. you had of him, I mean, that gun moved like an inch. I know. Maybe. He barely bobbed that gun. And I, I mean, and I was so zoned in that when, when he spooked, I said, you spooked him. And I said it a little more aggressive than I, but I was, I was, like I told him later, I was just narrating what was happening. Right. Don't move, son. Don't move. Coaching him through, you know, let him come. Let him come. I just needed him to clear one spot. I mean, he's at 20 yards. Yeah. You know? But he's coming from a side of us that, that was completely, totally wide open and exposed. I'd, I'd hit our left side, but not our right side because, I mean, I thought we were hunting a bird. That was, I thought I was underneath him. Right. I expected when this bird flies down that he's dead. You know, mm-hmm. There's no hide needed. He comes from behind us and – um Anyways, it, 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 the way I said it, man, I think it, I think he thought I was upset with him because mm-hmm. I mean, he just straightway just hung his head and, and then I, I saw him kind of bobbing just a little bit and I said, you all right? And he turned and looked at it and pulled his face mask down. Boy, his face was just red and big old mm. tears. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> felt about the, yeah, I said, I'm sorry, pal. We all make these mistakes. Mm-hmm. I said, it could have been me. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, but he definitely, you know, saw what, uh, what was going down. Yeah. And, and I said, you know, so we kind of, kind of talked through the, you know, the, the mechanics of it. And I said, right. how, do you, how do you know that he, how did I know that he spooked? Like, tell me. And he was like, I don't know. You saw it. And I was like, well, 
did you hear anything? And he was like, yeah, he clucked. And I was like, that was not a cluck. It was a putt. Mm-hmm. And I said, that sound means I'm about to die. I'm getting the heck out yeah, of here. Right. And I said, when you hear that, you, the gig's up. Yeah. So if you hear that and you can swing and get a shot, you better. You right. know, there's no no time to wait and let him settle down. Yeah. Like the deal is over right yeah. there. It's about a three second count. And yeah, it's done. not a deer that you can kind of let relax for a minute. Right. Yeah. And I said, uh, the other way is that wing tuck. And I said, do you remember when he like he lifted his head up and, and he said, and Tripp said, uh, yeah, his head changed colors. And I said, exactly. It went from that white and red to just like that slate blue. And mm-hmm. he stood straight up and he said, yeah tucked his wing i said well if you ever have that again you need to drop the hammer because that's the and he didn't have a shot so he did good not yeah. shooting the bird spooked before he had the ability to get a shot but right anyways it 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 was it was pretty painful yeah uh, and on the way so we let we sat there and uh i celebrate with a shot of wild turkey 101 oh, yeah trip halford celebrates with oreos so he had packed his Oreos and he was prepared and he also packed a Coke and he was, you know, he was, he was prepared for a celebration. And I, I appreciate that about a young man. Uh, he's planning ahead and calling his shots. And he looked at me and he said, dad, I'm about to eat some Oreos and drink a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's just been like, one of them mornings. <laughs> it was just like this, this, he was so sure of himself. It was kind of a, uh, I'm about to participate in this celebration. Whether you want me to or not, you know, you're more than welcome to join. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we we enjoyed an Oreo together and just kind of celebrated. Well, the bird walked about 150 yards off, and he wasn't like, I mean, he was boogered, but he didn't run. Right. He really didn't see us. You know, we didn't stand up and walk off. And I said, well, after we kind of settled down and got the tears dried, I said, why don't we try to make a circle and, and yelp at him from a different angle because – he, he had gobbled so much the night before and then so much or the other bird had gobbled so much the night before and he was still kind of gobbling and this bird had gobbled so much that morning. I said, you know, his hens might be laying. They might be, you know, yeah. these guys seem like they're by themselves. We give this guy 20, 30 minutes. He's liable to get fired back up. So he stood up to make a circle around him and I'll be dang if he didn't gobble. And when he gobbled, he wasn't more than about 120, 150 most yards. And, uh, and and Trip looked at me and he was like, "Is that the same bird?" And I was like, "Yeah." He walked over there and just stood there and kind of stood in the corner of this field. So we go to start finish making this loop around him, and I look towards where he's at. And to get where we needed to get, we were going to have to walk through some open stuff. And I was afraid that if we did that, he could see us. So right. I'm looking down there at him. Well, I noticed that there was like a berm where farmer had pushed some stuff up, and it was dead between us and where he was. And I looked at Tripp and I said, since we got to get back to the house, you know, for Easter, why don't we just walk straight to that big berm? And, uh, and I said, man, we might get lucky and be able to just peek over it and, you know, yeah. shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> His eyes lit up and I was like, let's, let's just try. So we eased down to the berm and I mean, we got right down there to the edge of the berm and a crow flew over <laughs> and he gobbled. And I mean, he was 40 yards. We're standing up erect, you know, <laughs> upright with with uh, decoys. You know, I got a decoy on my shoulder, and I'm like, Duh. you know, about yeah. that time I could see him. I was just peeking over that berm, and he's like right there. And I'm like, all right, here's what we got to do. We got to sit down. And he goes and starts strutting. So Trip slides up the – climbs up the berm like on his belly, and he's pointed into this next field, okay? 
and the bird is to his right, about 40 yards, mm-hmm. but he's got to walk out in front of us. We don't have a shot over into that corner. There's, there's a giant post oak, like, you know, five guys reach around kind of, yeah. kind of a tree. Um, and there's a big thicket and, um, and I'm, I'm like, I, we probably can just get him to push out to the middle of the field. And even if he just pushes out towards the middle, I mean, still going to have a 40 yard shot, you know, mm-hmm. we don't need much. So he lays there and lays there. Well, he starts gobbling and he gets fired up again. And I mean, he's just standing there just, yeah, just screaming. Rawr. about that time I hear a, you know, hear a hen start yelping over to my left and I'm yelping at him now. I'm, I'm keeping him hot. And this hen starts cutting up to my left, and here she walks up, walks straight up behind us. Mind you, we're laying flat on the ground. We've got a hen about 20 yards to our left, and we got this one just burning it down to our right. Mm-hmm. And she kind of – she puts and gets nervous because, I mean, she's looking at us from the, the backside of this little berm, and we've got a decoy bag, and I've got a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and we got all our crap laying over here. You know, well, she when she puts, she walks through the little tree line into the field he's in. And I'm like, oh, ooh, this is about to be real bad for you. Yeah. She stands up there and she starts cutting and she starts yelping. And she's looking at us and looking at him. And I said, just stay on the gun. Any minute, he's going to ease out. And he never did. But another bird started gobbling. And I mean, started gobbling. Every time he'd gobble, another bird started gobbling, I mean, gobbling at him. Mm-hmm. And they got to going back and forth. So I'd cut at him. And I got him fired up. Well, here he comes marching. Just a few minutes later, I hear him fly across the ditch. Now there's two in the corner, and they're gobbling at each other. And, you know, if you could have stood up, they're 40 yards right there. I can hear him drumming, hear him walking the whole nine yards. Trips breathing heavy. You know, he's dying. <laughs> he's dying. And, uh, and I, at some point, I thought I heard drumming from a different angle, but I couldn't tell. And I told Trip, I said, I'm hearing drumming, and I wasn't sure if there was one coming around beside us or behind us or yeah. some some other angle well i reached over to grab my cup of coffee and uh and it's caught something out of the corner of my eye and i'll be dang if it wasn't a long beard 30 yards behind us just blown up strutting and i said son there's one behind us and he goes dang it dad what the <laughs> heck <laughs> and that bird had snuck in and of course like i said we're laying out in the open so he kind of eases off he never puts he eases off and he could probably have gotten a shot at that bird, but it was he was walking away, and I had him in a you know laying prone, waiting on this other. And mm-hmm. So I, I told him, I said, just stick with what you got. And man, we we did that for another 30, 40 minutes, and just he never wanted to come out of that corner. And uh, so he ended up walking off, took the hen with him, walked mm-hmm. off, and lives to see another day. But it was a it was that's wild. It, <laughs> Yeah, it was. That is wild. It was one that, you know, we sat there and reflected on it, and it was one that we'll uh, definitely remember for a while. I told him, I was like, you know, I can remember every one that I've killed, but not with the kind of clarity that I can remember the ones I've had to watch walk Mm -hmm. off because those sting. Mm -hmm. Whether you miss them or they just straight up beat you every once. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, as a dad, it was fun to be able to go through that together and then to just be able to, you know, with all the ramifications of Easter and Jesus's death and resurrection on Easter, it was pretty cool to be able to sit there and say, you know what? We're not defined by the things that we screw up. That's right. We're defined by, you know, the kindness and the righteousness of the good Lord who came and did a mighty work on our behalf. And, um, 
I think that's only the second time I've ever hunted on Easter. Mm-hmm. Probably won't ever hunt on Easter again. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, that was God's way was, of saying y'all need to get to church. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was really special Sunday, and uh, it was really cool. We've shared a lot of stuff together, but he has not experienced a lot of failure. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I have experienced tons of it, truckloads right. of it, and probably will experience more, more tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just raising a youngin, you know, you try to put them in situations where it's where they're successful. Right. You, know, you got to shoot and stick. You got a decoy. You got all these things. Well, when you start taking some of those training wheels off a little bit at a time, buddy, you're setting yourself up for, you know, failure. Right. And, uh, and and mistakes, just mm-hmm. natural mistakes that we've all made. But um, man, when you're when you're a little guy and you don't know that mistakes can actually happen, right? It just kind of seems like stuff you know you hear about. But yeah, he had not really tasted that. Yeah, and so it was. I, I definitely would have preferred to have been you know smiling in our Easter clothes, the dead gobbler. <laughs> but it was a pretty cool day. Yeah. Well, I was uh, I was gonna say after that one booger, I mean. Him crying over booger and a bird. I mean, been there, you know, especially at his age. But, um, showed me there's some passion there. Oh, yeah. And I was just fixing to say <laughs> after that, he got, he wiped his face and his willingness to look at you and say, What did I do wrong? Yeah. Or what went wrong? You know, and what do I need to do different next time? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, hats off to him for not wanting the training wheels. Yeah. I don't want to shoot and stick. You know, I want to be able to put it on my knee and, yeah maneuver the gun and shoot it and yeah. you know everybody's going to have those growing pains yeah. in any kind of hunting especially turkey hunting but yeah and i should have i mean part of it's on me too i should have put him when i knew where that bird was roosted and i knew that he was coming to us i had time to like kind of get him reset mm-hmm. but we just didn't have a lot of trees right there and so i just said just put your right shoulder on the tree you know and be ready we had such a big cedar tree i really thought he'd take two steps out behind the cedar tree and get to shoot him but from the cedar tree to where he had a good shot was pretty long ways. And, uh, it was just, oh, well, more oh well. <laughs> now more you know for next time. Now you know, I guess. I mean, that, but. the, the curve ball that those three birds threw us were about, about put a 16 year old in a bind, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm-hmm. hunted his whole life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was, it's just, that's mm-hmm. part of the game. Yeah, it is. It's, it's fun. And, and, I could see in trip on this particular one, it amazed. I I was videoing over his shoulder, mm-hmm. and we we're I was able to show him just that little bit of you know nod in his gun. His gun bumped about two inches up, and you know he was just breathing heavy. And mm-hmm. I think it I could tell it really. He was he was like, wow, they can see that well. I'm like absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. those are those are lessons you learn, but you only learn them the hard way. Yep, <laughs> but. Great the best weekend. lessons are learned the hard way most of the time. Yeah. Great weekend. I hope the turkeys are having lots of turkey sex because I don't know about you, but this April 15th start date in Tennessee sucks pretty bad right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's good for the turkeys, but man. Yeah. Today was starting. one of those days that sleep that sleeping in did not feel very good. It was like no. high pressure and clear skies. It was gorgeous this yep. morning. <laughs> and and seeing that turkey die on Saturday was like getting rebaptized, yeah. and I was sitting there thinking, I was like, where can I go next? Well, wait, I gotta uh-huh. go all the way to Mississippi. I still can't hunt Tennessee next yeah. week. I hope that's <sighs> a short lived thing. I really do. I, I'd rather. I mean, I don't know. I'm speaking with my emotions and not my conservation hat on. Yeah. So I trust 
TWRA, I guess, in terms of season dates for what's best for the population. But, man, I'd rather shoot one and be done and start April 1st. I mean, April 15th didn't seem so far away in December, but (laughs) from like May 15th to April 15th, that is a long time to be seeing other people you know kill turkeys and not be able to get in Mm -hmm. on it. So, But I don't know if we could call this a positive or a negative, but you and I – based off of the gobbler activity that we have witnessed over the last two days. They say are we're in the right middle of as it. rain. Yeah, it is, buddy. It's, it's go Split time. Split up good and, you know, doing their thing. Um, and that's the experience I've had the last three springs. We've had um, an April 15th start date in the river bottoms, mm-hmm. the five counties west Tennessee along the Mississippi River. But it didn't hurt so bad because I could hunt in Fayette County yeah. or, you know, I could hunt these these other counties that, that were not part of that l- late date. But I did notice that with that later start date, all the birds we hunted the last couple of years in the river bottoms were separated. There were no groups of three and four, you know, together, mm-hmm. which, you know, you didn't hear as much gobbling. But when I got on a turkey that was gobbling, I mean, it was like, okay you're dead yeah you're 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 definitely gonna you know you're you're tired of your little flock of hens and Mm -hmm. hearing strange voice over there yeah you're 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 not trying to have to piss off a hen to get the whole flock to come over like that's what i was telling my dad when i was telling him the story from saturday i was like when i realized that it was three long beers together and they didn't have any hens i was like we're gonna kill one of Mm -hmm. these turkeys it was just one of those like they're fired up enough Mm -hmm. and they're you know they're acting right like we're, I shouldn't say we're going to kill one. We, we're going to have the chance. You're going to have the opportunity, yeah. right? And and so that's. I mean, it's. I guess it's. You weigh the pros and the cons. I'm sure it's good for the breeding population, and that's good for the future. I'm sure it's good for you know some other ways, like just the overall harvest numbers. But it definitely is as bad as it is to sit on the sidelines. In my view, it really improves the hunting quality because oh, you get time. on a bird that's gobbling, you're you're in the game. Yeah, there's none of this three or four goblin together and they fly down they just shut up because mm-hmm. they've got a hundred hens with them you yeah know, it's they've thinned out by the middle of april so yeah yeah we, growing up we always did most of our damage towards the back half of april and i don't i guess we'll see but it makes me nervous that the amount of traffic that goes in the woods in tennessee in the first two weekends of the season yeah and if they're how they normally are these two weekends yeah. in april they're gonna no take doubt. it off the chin Especially on public. You're Especially right. on public. I mean, yeah. Private land, do what you want to do with your own property. That's yeah. up to you. But public land, it makes me nervous. Yeah. It really does. You're right. So, well, I don't know. Hopefully, by this time next week, we've got a few more stories to tell. We've got opening weekend coming up this weekend. Weather looks crummy, but yeah. um, unless my truck breaks down, I know where I'm going to be Friday <laughs> evening. And I'm hoping I watch one fly up. I'm gonna be getting ready for a wedding on Saturday. I've got Ooh. one of my buddies getting married, so I'm still going. I'm still hunting Saturday and Sunday morning. Is this guy drink Bud Light or is he marrying a girl? No, he's marrying a girl. Okay. Um and he turkey hunts too, but <laughs> Wow. Yeah, he was just he as He must upset. really love her. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> Apparently this was they she really wanted to get married at this venue and this was the only date they had open for all of twenty twenty three. So he was like, Okay. Like, all right. How do you feel about getting married next year, dear? <laughs> And I was like, did you not think about that your anniversary is now going to be in turkey season? Yeah. Like, well, you know, it's just. They'll move it back to April 1st. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. Like, you call the commissioner and let him know yeah. that you need 
two weeks of hunting before well, your anniversary hits. Good for him. Good for him. Sorry for you. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, wedding's wedding's not till four thirty, so I can oh. hunt till four. Is you know. he hunting that morning? Oh, I hope don't so. Don't answer he that better. question. He better. <laughs> he better. Cassie, don't listen to it. Carter, I know you're going to be hunting in the morning. <laughs> but Well, good deal. All right, well, like I said, hopefully we'll have a uh, another Beyond the Hunt here before too long. I hope we're going to have a few more. Yeah. I hope I'm going to have one Some tomorrow. Front porch. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're Mississippian tomorrow, yeah, aren't you? I'm going to go south a little bit. Well, I had been down there in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm, I'm nervous. It's greened up a bunch. I can tell you I that. it has. I it was already it. greened up a pretty good bit where I've been hunting. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. All right. Well, you're going to do our little takeout thing here. That How do we close this down? <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate y'all stopping by and listening in. This has been another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. See y'all.